Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 914 of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, Jenny's here today, and we're going to be talking about diabetes myths. Am I saying that right? You know what I need? I need some... I need some synonyms for myths. Because every time I say it, I feel like I'm... Like I'm butchering it. Uh, Let's see. I know what a myth is. I don't need an example of myth. Myth synonyms. Folk tales, stories, legends, tales, fables, sagas, allegory, parable, tradition, lore, folklore, mythos. How come I can say mythos but not myth? Wait, I said myth. Ha <laughs> Jenny's here. We're going to talk about myth. Myth. Damn it. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing... Please remember I can't say myths. That And also that nothing you hear on a Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan becoming bold with insulin. Quick, quick, right? 35% off your entire order at CozyEarth.com with the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. 10% off your first month of therapy at BetterHelp.com forward slash JUICEBOX. Five free travel packs and a free year's supply of vitamin D with your first order at AthleticGreens.com forward slash JUICEBOX. This episode of the JUICEBOX podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You want to wear the Dexcom that Arden's wearing? You're going to have to get the G7 because she just switched. And it's, I almost cursed. It's really great. The podcast is also sponsored today by Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You want the Omnipod Dash or you want the Omnipod 5? It's completely up to you. Both can be accomplished at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You want to gear up like Arden? You want the Dexcom and you want the Omnipod. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness All right. Again. well you guys can hear jenny laughing we're back to record our first myth um yes <laughs> are you in the topic that we're gonna do today reasons why you got diabetes no, no. i'm underneath the miracle cues <laughs> i think that's what that one i'm gonna have to like i don't know <laughs> I'm sure we'll laugh through Read a couple, through a of, couple these. of Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay, so let me, I'm going to scroll to reasons why you got diabetes on the master list. All right, so first one says, obviously I caused it in my kid because I fed her too much sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can't cause type 1 diabetes by f- feeding people too much sugar. No, 100% incorrect. Type 1 is an autoimmune disease, and um, that's not how that works. So where's the confusion? The confusion is that people believe, well, first of all, that diabetes is the word they know. And then when they hear diabetes, they think about, I think most people think about older people in their life. I I think it comes from, honestly, the larger amount of the population knowing, and I say knowing in air quotes here, more about type 2 diabetes, right? And as we've talked before about the differences, type 2 diabetes does have 
lifestyle component to it and to diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It does. Um, but I think people don't realize the very large difference in terms of why you could have type one versus having type two. And so it all with just the broad term of diabetes, it all gets lumped together. And so, you know, they, people will say, well, they just wouldn't feed them all that sugar. Or, you know, if you're kid wasn't eating this for lunch every day or, you know, I've heard from a number of parents who have actually been told by some of the school personnel, well, if you wouldn't put that in their lunchbox every day, maybe their numbers would look better. Like, really? <laughs> I, really? Come on. <laughs> this is caused by eating too much sugar. We have loaded our son with sugary snacks and drinks, and that's why he has diabetes, the unhealthy diet. Now, here, my uncle said five minutes ago, while watching television, uh, a Dr. Prop a Dr. Pepper commercial came on, and he said, Dr. Pepper, that stuff will give you diabetes. So this is where I think this is where I think it comes from, right? Because I, I mean, listen, forget Dr. Pepper, soda. It's not good for you. No, <laughs> no it, it it's just not. So no. it, it, and health issues, if you drank enough soda, you would have health issues. Yes. Yeah. And, yes, and then, absolutely. I mean, there are so many things on the market today that are not food, mm -hmm. right? I mean, no, I don't think, hopefully nobody thinks Dr. Pepper or anything of the like is really food, but it really is not even close to being anything we should be putting in our body anyway. But again, statements like this, my personal is that I've just come to the point of, I just brush it off. I'm like, these people, my educated brain is like, you know what? Whatever. I, I let it go, right? I'm not yeah. going to ruminate on it because that doesn't help me at all. Um, if I could have five minutes with them, I would teach them why that statement is wrong and it's not funny to many people. Yeah. But some people really get very offended, honestly, by a statement like this. That stuff will give you diabetes or, you know, the, the, the comedic types of jokes yeah. about diabetes. And again, personality-wise... I don't I don't take them in as a personal attack against me. Mm -hmm. I take it as you're a dumb person who just doesn't doesn't understand even what you're trying to be funny about. So I'm going to let it fly. Whatever. When this would get said to me about Arden when she was younger, I was always um, amused that the people who were saying it were not exactly long distance runners. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they they weren't at the pinnacle of health and performance either. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Have you looked in the in the yeah. mirror this morning? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I she's got diabetes, but maybe you might want to skip it too for other reasons. You you don't look well. This right. here this here is heartbreaking. My own mother saying to me, this is a quote, you got diabetes because you ate so many sweets as a child. Which yeah. I don't know how that person didn't respond. Well, who was in charge of that? <laughs> like, what an odd right. thing to say to me right now. You, you know, like, like that was you. Like, like not me. Like, I, I didn't have any money. I'd be like, oh, my God, that wouldn't have gone well if somebody would have said that to me. No. I would have been like, I didn't have money. You bought that stuff. Um, Agreed. Yeah, that. but there, that's heartbreaking. And then, I mean, look, you could deep dive into the psychology of it. Like, maybe what the mom's really saying is, I let you down. I feel like I let you down. Y could be, you know, and this is the way that it came out 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. People don't do a good job of um, communicating. Uh, when I was, when my 18 month old was diagnosed in DKA and someone asked me how that happened, uh, when he was so young, did he eat a lot of sugar? So now that, see, this is the part, this is why it's so upsetting. Your your kid's 18 months old and in DKA. I don't understand why people think this is the time to say, Hey, do you think you did something wrong? Like, like it would be like if I came up on a car accident and you were pinned in the car and the back of the car was on fire. And I looked in the window and I was like, hey, were you driving too fast? Like, Right, right. Did you not use your brakes? Did you not see what was happening in front of you? Yeah, this is I, this is your fault. Like, uh, can, right. can you help me out of the car, please? <laughs> like, 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 you know, like, it's just the, that's the I, psychology part that throws me off. Do you know what I mean? And this is the part that I wish, you know, as people with diabetes who are the majority listeners to your podcast, they will they will listen, they will think about this and they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who I really wish this could go to. I wish this could be just a podcast for the like the this general is the public. general public's information about w- when to keep your mouth closed. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like what if you don't know what you're talking about, please, I mean, what is it? Uh, zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket is like what my <laughs> kindergartner has learned, right? If you have nothing right to say or you're not supposed to be talking, close your mouth. Right. And that's I wish this could go to the general public and just be broadcast as a commercial. Like, if you don't know, don't comment. Well, maybe people should just uh, if they get this comment, you can just airdrop them a link to this episode. Here's here. I'll tell you what, like I've now skipped past so many statements that say the same thing. But this one catches my eye. My type one daughter being asked if she ate too much sugar and that's what caused her type one. Like, that's the thing. Like, now I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Like, you you think this thing. Why would you say it to a kid? On, I mean, right. I, I don't understand why you would say it to her mom. I really don't understand why you would say it to the kid. Well, you know, one other place, and maybe this comes up in these comments, but another comment I've heard from many parents along the line of the the sugar piece is, well, your kid is eating sugar. Like they say all the time, I guarantee they're not eating it all the time, but right. it's very likely they catch the child eating sugar when their blood sugar is lower, right? And they then sort of come back with the statement of, well, it would be better if they just didn't eat so much sugar or it was caused because of that sugar you're giving. And on the back end, as the parent, you're thinking, well, again, I could give you a whole education session on why she's probably eating sugar right now if you'd actually sit down and listen yeah here's the other side of it too i grew up i'm older than you i'm older than most of you (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i grew up in the 70s and um in my refrigerator was a large plastic one gallon container they still make them today and you know you turn the top and you can pour out of it that container was always full of some sort of juice. Now I'm making air quotes with juice because it was most assuredly not juice. It was, we used to get this big container of a powdered substance and you'd put like 15 scoops of it in there, little warm water to melt it, little cold water. And then it, I don't even know what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was sugar and or chemicals 
And I don't even use plastic containers in my house. I won't even put I'm a, pretty sure it was both of those. Yes, things. it's chemicals and sugar. And it was ruminating in like in plastic. And um I don't have diabetes. Type one or type two. We okay. used to eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken all the time because it was close to our house. Um, my mom did not know the first thing about nutrition. I clearly am not lean because of my upbringing, but that's not my point. My point is I don't have type 1 diabetes and I don't have type 2 diabetes. And if right. the amount of sugar an 18-month-old could have consumed could put them into DKA, then I would have 43 times that amount of diabetes right now. Correct. Yeah. And you Absolutely. Want, and, and here's the interesting thing. I'm, I'm talking a little out of school here. If, if, um, because I don't remember the, the, the test, but I recently went to the doctor and had like a complete physical and mm -hmm. this lady runs blood work so much that I had to pay for some of it out of my pocket. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's testing things that your insurance company is sure. like, we don't need to know that. And she's like, I need to know what his B12 is. Yeah. Like right. stuff like that. Um, she said to me, I forget what the test was, but she said, I can say to you with a fair amount of certainty, you're never going to develop type two diabetes. And I That's was interesting. And I was like, why? I'm gonna get I'm gonna find out about what that was. Yes. Um, and um and she pointed to a marker and she said, Look, I can't say for sure. She goes, but this number here tells me you're very unlikely to get type two. And I was like, Okay, uh, thank you. I didn't huh. ask we were talking about a lot of stuff and I didn't remember to ask. I'm gonna email her and and ask her. Um but my point yeah, is Yeah, I'd I, be I'd be curious yeah, yeah. what it was. I don't have type one yet. You know, um, I don't know that I will or I won't. But again, the antibodies is still something very misunderstood about diabetes type one, like yeah, for certain. Correct. And even type two, like I just don't seem to be predisposed to it, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I it just that sucks when everything else gets caught in the in the way. Also, I just made a decision about this episode after we mm. record this. I'm going to send a file of it before I edit it together to Erica. I'm going to let her listen to it. And then we're going to talk about the psychology of why people might say stuff like this to people. That would be really interesting yeah. um, from, from the mental standpoint. Um, yes. I just, it just hit me here. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> this woman says uh, this person, by the way, I just assume these are moms and I could be wrong. Um, that my type one causes diabetes because of diet. I had to choose to ignore this talk uh, because I was going to throw some hands, and I'm not. I'm not cut out for jail. It says. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Candy. The week of my daughter's diagnosis, we went to a scout meeting, and at the meeting, the troop leader said to me, "Oh wow, I didn't know she had such a sweet tooth. She's so skinny." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Again, your child has diabetes because behind the scenes, I didn't realize it, but your kid was clearly like eating the whole bag of mm -hmm. sugar. The whole thing had to have been. Oh, here's one. Have, right. You're a terrible parent because your child got di oh. diabetes. Thing. Oh, yes. that's so sad. Yeah. Again, zip your lip. I'm sorry. Really, like <laughs> control your comments. This one's just... here, this one's from a. A deep thinker, probably a, probably a scientist. Um, <laughs> I fed my child mac and cheese, and that's why they have diabetes. That and that statement came from a family member. Yeah, 
there's probably probably a scientist that came up with that one. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese gave your kid diabetes. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, too much sugar caused diabetes. Uh, I'm 26. I got diagnosed at 15. Apparently, I'm too young, not fat enough, or my parents fed me crap. So that's a mm. light. That's a, that's ten years of people saying that uh, to her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, jeez. Uh, we moved to Canada from Europe, and my son was diagnosed here four months ago. Very often, I heard, "Oh, this is because of our Western diet," from considerably intelligent people. They don't know that we're from Canada. And that our, we're not uh, from Canada. No, we're not from Canada, and our diet is Mediterranean, and we don't buy prepared food at all. So this person is not eating the way they think, but it's still what happens. You know, so is there, like, really break it down for a second. And your answer might just be one word. But is there anything about diet that could make your type 1 diabetes happen? I mean, in terms of diagnosis? Yeah. Is there anything anything I could eat that would force me to get type 1 diabetes? No. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't. Not that we, and I, I say that with the side note of no, because again, if we really knew the true one point cause of type one diabetes, there would be a cure for it. Yeah. Right. right. So, I mean, diet in and of itself has not of all of the, I don't necessarily that say that they're myths, all of the hypotheses about where type 1 diabetes comes from and why someone may have it versus another one may not within even the same family. There are so many unknowns about that that you can't necessarily say no to food, but food I don't believe by any means, especially just the simple thing of sugar, right? Is definitely not, oh, you have diabetes because you ate all that sugar. Wrong. I, I'd like to point out that I don't think you should eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are not advocating yeah, yeah, yeah. for downing sugar, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that we should go back to the country time lemonade and the the punch that we used to get as kids. And oh my God, yes. popsicles, Jenny, during the summer. Like that just oh. your refrigerator just full of did, just sugar water. Did, did you have the little they were called little jugs? Oh, sure. They looked like little, like, barrels. Mm-hmm. They were plastic, like, whitish, right? And then you had a an aluminum rip top. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever try one as an adult? <laughs> oh, they're horrid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried one as an adult. And I was like, what the is – oh, my <laughs> God. Like, it makes your brain, like, go like, – I didn't even like them as, as a kid. No, I, I had – I didn't like – the flavor of them. I, I and I liked like Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. but I did not like those. They were just I they were not favored. <laughs> yeah, I but it, that's a cost thing. For us oh, back abs- then. Yes. They were like I know this is probably hard for people to imagine, but you could get like a flat of them for like two dollars. Yes. It was nothingness. You, yes. you know, like and so your parents bought stuff like that because it was cheap. And they didn't nobody trust me. If you went yeah. back in a time machine and got my mom in 1976 and said, hey, this lemonade is bad for you, my mom would go, uh, lemons grow on trees. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that yes. would have been the absolute end of it. Um, my five-year-old has diabetes because she's overweight. Oh, 
but you're so young and look so healthy. Yeah. Love to hear that a couple of times. Yeah. That's one that I've, I mean, I've heard it as well. And again, I think it comes from the visual of what most people see as diabetes, which is type two diabetes. And it's even, it's very unfair, Mm -hmm. even in that line of, you know, type of diabetes, but I've got, well, you look great, you know, and you, you're running all the time and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, yep. Still got a dysfunctional beta cell in my body though. So. <laughs> and he's like, I have other autoimmune issues too. I can tell you about, but, right. but it is, listen, from a, from an uneducated perspective, it's hard to ignore. You do not look like a person who has something quote unquote wrong with them. Like you just, you don't. And I know that like, if I didn't have a kid with type one and you said to me, I I know here's three people, tell me which one of them has an illness. And it was me, you, and I don't know, Bill Clinton. (laughs) I'd be, I don't, (laughs) I wouldn't pick you. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I think it's Bill, and then it's me after Bill, and but that lady is definitely just thrown in here to confuse everything, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I get, I get where it comes from. I don't, I don't understand why you would say it if you don't know. Boy, people really just think they know. Well, and the thing is, I, I you said something that made me think that it's you said the uneducated. These are many of these statements. Don't come from uneducated people. Yeah. They I, are uneducated in terms of one particular thing, topic. In specifically diabetes. So the thing that always keeps me focused on not getting upset when this stuff happens is that there are maybe a billion things you could ask me about that I don't understand. And Absolutely. if you pressed me and I made a guess, I'm sure my guess might very well be wrong. The thing I don't have that these people have is I have no compunction to walk up to a person and go, hey, you want me to tell you what's – that's the part right. that – that's the unpla- – now, here, though, I want to go – I want to go this one. This is from a – I'm guessing from a widowed person because it says, oh. stress caused my type 1. If that were true, then every widowed person would have type 1. But I – caused is the word there. I saw this the other day. People love, uh, it's still very popular to say my, I have diabetes because I got COVID. And then they'll say COVID caused my type one diabetes, but COVID didn't give you type one COVID set off an autoimmune response that ended in type one. Correct. And for ev- not for everybody does that, obviously just like this statement it's every widowed person would have type one every single person that had COVID or every single person that had the flu and a really, or a really nasty fever. Any of those, if you know anything about the research being done in type one diabetes is there's a lot of viral research going on about why does one person, this virus causes a reaction that shouldn't happen the way that it does. Right. So stress is horrid. And the way the body reacts to stress, absolutely in one person's person versus another could have something happen. But to tell somebody that, you know, well, you were so stressed out, clearly this is why this happened. I this it's (laughs) I think I think the word caused is where the confusion comes in. Like Mm -hmm. it's so close to um 
I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to find a, a simple example. Like stress doesn't make type one diabetes. You don't get stressed no. out and suddenly have type one. No. But you could get stressed out to the point where your body experiences turmoil that ends up in an autoimmune response that if you already had antibodies for type one could kick the whole thing into gear. Right. Yeah. I mean, stress causes significant inflammatory response in your body. Mm -hmm. It yeah. does. This is so. this this little misunderstanding between the word caused and like you know, yes. my daughter had hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is called Coxsackie virus, and then she got type one diabetes. Coxsackie virus didn't like go into a laboratory and make type one and shove it into my daughter's body. <laughs> it, it, like it, it she's got, but she has type one because yeah. she got Coxsackie. The point is, if she doesn't get Coxsackie that day and just gets a virus two years later, then she likely gets the diabetes then. And Correct. this lady could have – it's it's funny. When I hear this statement, I, I mean, assuming that she was widowed at an older age, I think, wow, how lucky is that? She got through most of her life without getting type 1. Like, that's right. how that actually kind of feels to me, which is, mm -hmm. I don't know, interesting. Um, this person said I was diagnosed the same summer that I completed three marathons, and I can't tell you the number of people who told me that running the marathons made me diabetic. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, is there anything there? <laughs> I like the next statement. I started to say things like, yes, instead of a finisher's medal, everyone that completed that race got type 1 diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. th there's, th there's the thought. A thousand people ran a race. One of them ended up with diabetes, and somebody goes, oh, the, it was the racing <laughs> instead right. of instead of saying 999 out of every thousand people that ran a race didn't get type one diabetes they see it the interest boy people's minds are interesting um, well and i think it begs of it's a it's like a deeper thought honestly as what you just said along with the stress mm -hmm. and like the widowed person is this person without knowing as many people are walking around today without type one diabetes specifically, right? Nobody just randomly goes to the doctor and is like, yep, I want to make sure that I'm not carrying around these antibodies and whatever, right? These are not tested for factors yeah. unless you are doing something like trial net or whatnot, because you already know that you have type one in the family and you really want to stay on top of it. Right. The majority of the population has no idea if they're walking around with something that could at some point get I say turned on, mm -hmm. right? And, and or your body reacts a certain way. Um, so, you know, this person running the marathons, who knows? It was just the point at which that piece in their body was like, yep, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here's a couple of it. Like, I, I hope people are listening to them because con contextually you can figure out where it comes from. Although this one's just sort of hilarious. I was told that I, had I not lost so much weight, I wouldn't have gotten diabetes. <laughs> That's just, I don't yeah. know. That's a, that falls under the um, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't category of, of talking to people. But here's this one's interesting. My two type ones were diagnosed about nine days apart. Ran to a friend's oh. husband at Target right after diagnosis. The question was, what causes that? Diet? And then she, she says, yeah, dude, I did this to my kids, like with food. But I get her feeling. But you understand his question. He's worried. He's like, a lady I know, both of her kids got type 1 diabetes 
nine days apart. Is this something mm-hmm. I have to worry about? Like, that's the question. She takes it the way she takes it because of her and rightfully right. so. Like, I'm not saying that. But, like, I get where his question comes from. Like, yes. hey, what happened here? Like, somebody tell me so this doesn't happen to me is, right. is what I'm getting out of that. Um, uh, all right. I think this is the case that takes the cake. Uh, when I met a stranger at a birthday party who told me in the first five minutes of meeting him that I really should research my kid's diagnosis more because it's likely it could just be a parasite. And then no one, and then no less than five minutes later said, I don't really understand how diabetes works. And then wanted me to explain it to him. <laughs> and then a Dexcom alarm goes off and they use cake to take care of a low. <laughs> but again, you know, that could be a parasite. <laughs> By the way, what is diabetes? <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for your searing insight. <laughs> did, wow. you see, did you see this one? I had a professor tell a lecture hall full of 200 people that type one is, quote, the one you get, the, the one you're born with. Wow. I raised my hand and I said, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 13. And then she talked her way out of it by going, you know what I mean, shut her down. And so, like, so, but that's another example, right? The one you're born with means that's in your, that's in your body already. Right. You're, you're, and, but that's not true either. You could develop the antibodies later in life as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, my God, these go on forever. I cause. And it's, you know, what's painful is that we live in a very, we live in a society today where it's very easy to now get the right information. Yes. Right? I mean, in these types of comments, I've heard myself since I was diagnosed almost 35 years ago. Yeah. So it makes me really sad then that people are not learning. Mm-hmm. Jenny, I heard recently that you your phone has access to more information than the president of the United States had access to in the early 80s. I would agree. And now you can't, like, and still people can't figure anything out. This one's terrible. I caused it that, and that I deserve the punishment. Oh. Wow. I don't know who's, I don't know what burden you're trying to lift by telling people that but that's horrible oh uh, uh, my daughter was diagnosed because she was born by c-section oh. so this was a myth mixed with mom shaming so hey because you couldn't push that kid out it has diabetes so she hits her on like twice people are horrible yeah oh my gosh um uh, it is my fault that my son has diabetes because I had gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with him. My weight must have caused my daughter's diabetes. My weight must have caused my daughter's diabetes. Okay. Um, Meaning they is kind of the same as the the one you just read about. Maybe the maybe this person is overweight herself and was pregnant. And overweight at the same time, and maybe that is what they're expecting caused the daughter to have diabetes because clearly the body was unhealthy while it was mm-hmm. in yeah. its gestational. <laughs> uh, this this one here, the the whole story is not important, but she does point out that like 
people wouldn't even make eye contact with her after her children were diagnosed. That's they they thought it was they thought more type two stuff. Uh, it's just weird that like that. And I think in this, the, I think some people just don't know what they just don't know what to say. Yeah, you no, know, after a yeah. after a diagnosis, it's like. I think of any kind when you hear somebody that you have gotten to know has had something traumatic in one way or another happen. Sometimes you feel like you just don't have the right words mm-hmm. and you're not quite sure, you know, what to say. Yeah. Now, I mean, the response of just not even like approaching or eye contact or whatever clearly isn't the right way to go about it either. But I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. sad. These last couple are about contagious. My kids are grown now, but I had two of three with type one. Kids would ask my kids if it was contagious, and eventually they get tired of saying no and just started saying yes, and then fake coughing on everybody. Um, somebody said, I've been told that it's contagious, but this one, this is the last one on the list. And then we'll wrap up. Aww. As a teen, my friend's mom was told diabetes was a sexually transmitted disease, and if her son and I dated, he would get my diabetes. Oh! <gasps> There you oh go. My God. Did you give it to your husband, Jenny? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. No. Well, it didn't work, damn it. <laughs> We've been married and together a long time. <laughs> Jenny and her husband have had sex at least four times. And um, <laughs> I got wedding night, two kids, and like a birthday. And so, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and, and it hasn't happened yet. Wow. Nope. Diabetes is a sexually transmitted disease. Again, it. um. (laughs) Well, that's the end of the list. (laughs) I um. Wow. My my takeaway is, I I I just always think about this the same way. Like you can't judge people on their level of understanding. I mean, there are some things in here in this list that are just confusion. There's some things in here that are ignorance. There's some things that in here are stupidity. It depends on who you bump into. Um, yes. But the one thing that I've learned from this list is that everyone believes in themselves to an absolute fault. <laughs> Everybody's like, I think a thing. So the thing must be right. <laughs> and then here we go. And your point yes. about being able to look into it. Seriously, in a world where people spend so much time connecting to information through a phone or a computer, why not take five minutes to find out something before you say it to somebody? Like, just right. you're on your damn right. phone anyway. Like, Jesus. well, right, right. I mean, at a general a general party, how many people? You know, backyard party in the summertime. You've got a family, and you can see that the child, or maybe one of the parents, or whoever, it looks like they've got an insulin pump, right? Mm-hmm. Or they've got a CGM. Rather than like just spewing words out of your mouth that clearly are not going to be smart because you don't have two clues. You know what? Everybody else is on their phone at that point. Get on your phone. Yeah, figure it and out. Look it up. Yeah. Or right? just, hey, listen, not not to be too clear headed. Because I don't want to ruin everybody's stupidity with this, but you could just ask. You could just ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You could yes. just say, "Hey, I'm very sorry to hear about this. I hope you're okay. Do you know what causes this?" And I think the other thing that all of these statements also are kind of show behind the scenes is people want to offer 
you information <laughs> without understanding your situation, mm-hmm. right? They think that they like they know, they like, know something. They think they know something. Like, what well, did you know about this? And I, I saw this famous person, and they're doing this kind of thing. What did you ever think about doing that? Mm. <laughs> no, I haven't. But thank you. I'll thank get you right so to it. Uh, and <laughs> so you're saying I just need to diffuse okra water? Okay. Oh, I'm on it. Thank you. And something about cow urine, did you say? Cow, right. Cow urine and, you know. <laughs> I'll get right to it. I, I Honestly, like, I really am going to, like, I'm just going to grab Erica for, like, 10 minutes. That would be great. And I'm just going to say to her, like, read these. I don't even need to talk. You just jump on here and... Tell me what you think, and you guys are going to hear that right after my voice stops. So Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Eric will be here in just a second. But first, let's talk about the Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Why do you want it? Well, it's smaller. It's flatter. It's more comfortable to wear, says my daughter. It's easy to put on the new inserty system thingy. Boom, like real easy. Push it down, hit the clicky, done. Very cool. I didn't want to get too technical with you there, but you definitely hit the clicky and then it goes in. You're going to get what you expect from Dexcom. 10 days worth of monitoring out of each sensor. But now, like unlike with the G6, when you're done, you just kind of pull it off and flip, goes in the garbage. There's no pulling out the transmitter and then putting the new transmitter into the new sensor bed. And like, yeah, you see, I'm already forgetting how to do it because Arden got the G7 now. Take a look at it. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Don't get me wrong. The G6 is terrific. The G7 is smaller. And there's some other good stuff about it too. Shorter warm up period for one, 30 minutes. Pretty great. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Of course, you can get up to 10 followers. Use your iPhone or Android phone as a receiver, or you can use the Dexcom receiver. All that good stuff still exists in a smaller package. You know what they say? Good things come in small packages. I don't know why they say that, but it is a saying. Speaking of sayings, here's one for you. Get an Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Why? Well, how about tubeless? How about you can swim with it, bathe with it, run around with it? How about you don't have to disconnect to do things? I just saw another story online today of somebody who disconnects their pod, who disconnects their, I just saw, I just saw another story online today of a person who has to disconnect their tubed pump to do an activity. And guess what they did? They forgot to turn it back on. Blood sugar, right up. It's a quick way to DKA. You don't want that. Omnipod, you leave on. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Your kids can leave it on when they're out playing about. And adults, mm, when you do adult stuff, you can leave it on too. Can you imagine those adults things, but without the tubing? You would like that, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Check out the Omnipod dash. Or if you want that sweet, sweet automation, check out the Omnipod 5. That's right, Omnipod 5 paired with Dexcom G6 is a beautiful marriage. Let those things make those decisions for you. More insulin, less insulin. Automated, baby. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you use my links to get these items and the other things that are 
bandied about on the podcast, you are supporting the production of the podcast. You are keeping it free for its listeners and plentiful. That, that's a thing you do. And I'm not telling you to just go buy Omnipod if you don't want it. But if you want it, Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. I'm not saying get a Dexcom to support me. I'm saying if you're getting a Dexcom, Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. You get it. All right, let's get back to these. Damn it. Mythos. Hmm. Why can I just say it like that? Myth. Myth, I can say. Multiple myth is myths. And then it seems like I'm saying it wrong. It's very upsetting. All right. As I promised when I was speaking with Jenny earlier, I harangued Erica into jumping onto this, <laughs> jumping onto this episode too. So Erica already knows, but you know, just to kind of lay it out for you guys, as Jenny and I were speaking during this episode, I found myself wondering, like, what makes people say these things? Like, I I couldn't fathom. Like, I'm trying to imagine a person coming up to me and saying like, oh, my kid was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes or I just got diabetes or something. And the thing I say to them back is so, I mean, ignorant, I guess, for the, a lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and, and, and often coarse and mean. Um, you know, th- to give you some examples that you didn't hear from when Jenny and I were recording, you got obviously the you got diabetes because you ate too many sweets as a child. Uh-huh. Except you know who that came from to this adult? Their mother. Which flipped wow. me out because you were in charge of the food lady when, like, <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, you could have made a different decision if you think uh-huh. that was it. Um, people who sit in a room with you and, you know, the example here was, like, a commercial came on and they're like, oh, that soda, that stuff gives you diabetes. And, and like, that stuff. So, uh-huh. you're, I, I'm really first just looking for your interpretation. Do you think people set out to be coarse and unfeeling or do you just... Is it just a gap between their brain and their mouth most times or what do you, I don't know. Gosh, I, I would hope that most often people are speaking without pausing or speaking without thinking how their words are going to land. I think sometimes the example you just gave from the mother, sometimes it's easier to shame somebody else as opposed to maybe blame yourself um, or consider that as an option and not that we need, we're looking for anyone to blame themselves or, but that could be an automatic response. Yeah. I think the, the ignorant comments may stem from their understanding of what diabetes is, which may be from, you know, um, misinformation on commercials from, you know, thinking, I think we think about cancer. There's so many different types of cancer and people try and relate to other stories and other family members who have cancer. And I think they think that diabetes is very similar, that there's one type of diabetes. And so they speak out, they make a comment. It may be that they're trying to connect with somebody. They might try and share that they have an experience with diabetes, uh, but they don't know. They Obviously there isn't a real solid knowledge coming in some of those comments you just shared. I wonder too, not just in this topic, but in general, if people don't 
want to pre-absolve themselves from a future problem. And and I, kind of what I mean by that is if you come up to them, like here's a person here said that they were just flat out told by somebody else that they were a terrible parent for their child having type one, um, that they messed their diet up and all this other stuff. So obviously knowing that that's not the case and that's not how you get type one, mm-hmm. I always think that there's like this split second decision made in the back of your brain somewhere like this, like I'm standing in front of you and your kid's been diagnosed. My kid doesn't have diabetes. I have to think you're a bad parent because if I think this is random, then it could happen to me and my kid. And like, almost like I have to blame you so that I'm protecting myself. I'm making air quotes, protecting myself from this thing happening to me because I'm a good parent. So there's no way this could happen. You must be a bad parent. You must not have done the things you were supposed to do. And that's why your kid ended up that way. And I don't think that's to shame you. I think it's to protect themselves from the fear of it happening to them. But I I could be way off on that. But that's how I always think about stuff like this. Yes. And gosh, I sure hope that is an internal process. You know, I hope that, but I know these things are spoken and they do come out of people's mouths. Um, And I think it, yes, I, I, appreciate that perspective is I'm going to protect myself because we also are always trying to make sense of why it happened. And if we don't know why we're going to either make false assumptions, false accusations, generalizations, Mm -hmm. and those obviously never land well. Um, So I like, yeah, that's maybe it is a protective factor for the person who's making the comment and kind of rationalizing how they would never get something like that or do something like that to themselves or their child. Yeah. Now here, uh, another thing somebody said, and I will go, I'll, I'll say this, like, it's nice to try to understand people and to be generous with them and everything. But if someone looks at you and like you say, Hey, I, I found out I have type one diabetes and their first thought is, and I'm quoting here, you're not fat enough for that to happen to you. Maybe surround yourself with smarter people. Like, honestly, I, I don't know. Like there seems to me like there might be a, an element here of just people who don't know how to, how to be, you know what I mean? Like, like that's just like who would in your wildest dreams, Erica, in your wildest dreams, <laughs> would you ever say? I will. Like that and, but, and I think, so then we look at, and I know we'll, we'll spend time on how to, how to receive these comments, but yeah. I think that person who's saying that maybe is really, is trying to compliment the person in a, in a bizarre oh. way. Oh, is that, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But you're because so their, their assumption is yeah. like, oh, you get diabetes if you, if you have obesity. That's the person's assumption, right? right? That's how they're speaking out of that. And so they're trying to tell the person, oh, but you're you're too skinny to have diabetes. And maybe they're trying to compliment. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a well-educated person. But if you're having that thought, it would be my thought to say, you know, that's really surprising to me because I, you know, I guess in my mind, I I relate that to this and you're not like that. Like, why not say that instead of, I don't know, learn a couple extra words. It's all, it's all. So, so yeah. So my question is now uh, it it is about that, right? Cause you, I'm assuming you have a couple of options here. You know, somebody says Uh something silly or stupid to you like that. You could keep yourself together and educate them or or try. Uh Um, You could get angry and be back, which I don't know if anybody would blame you. Um, Uh And you could walk away, right? Yes. 
I think first I would encourage you to think about, you know, here's this exchange of information. You've shared something, you've shared, you've been diagnosed, your child's been diagnosed. They respond in a way that is often maybe not helpful, even though maybe they're trying to help, they're trying to relate, they're trying to compliment, whatever it is. We don't know always the person's intent and motivation, Mm -hmm. but paying attention first and foremost, how is that exchange of information making you feel? Are you feeling, and, and that might dictate your next step, but is it, are you irritated? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you, you know, raging inside? I was going to say murderous um, rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, yeah. So I think it probably depends on aid that the environment, the, the context, you know, where are you, who is the person? Mm-hmm. And that would maybe dictate your next response. Is it a family member? Do you want to spend time educating them? Maybe. Is it someone, is it a coworker? Um, who says, gosh, you know, I didn't, you have diabetes. You don't eat a lot of sweets or, oh, can you, you know, this goes along with, can you eat that treat? Um, I think your response to, do I want to educate them? Do I want to be kind of a jerk back to them and be like, you have no idea, go, go Google type one versus type two or all of the different types. Um, do you want to just check in with yourself? You know what, actually that's, I'm, you don't have to express to them how you're feeling, but you can choose to say, gosh, internally, you're thinking, I'm feeling so angry right now. I want to punch this person, yeah. but it's not worth it to me. I'm going to say, you know what? Actually, that's really, that's off base. Um, and here you can go look at this website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then later I would encourage you to kind of spend time on that, that feeling. You know, one of the, what I count as one of the most terrible things that is said to me or has been said to me in the past about this, and I heard it a more than a handful of times when Arden was so little, I know 100% it's meant well, but I've never come closer to punching someone square in the face than when I've been told, oh, well, Arden got type 1 diabetes because God knows you can handle it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay. So what are you telling me that because I'm a competent person, I gave my daughter diabetes by being competent. So if I was just a big dummy, then she wouldn't get diabetes because it like, and meanwhile, I know people have diabetes who are incompetent. So I understand, so I understand the message. I even understand the intent of the message. That mm-hmm. one, that one was hard for me. Like it was, mm-hmm. was difficult. I think it shut my brain off because the only thing I could think to say was like, you know me fairly well. Like mm-hmm. I, I would have just eviscerated them if I opened my mouth. So I just, mm-hmm. I like just I, big eyes and, Nodding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and I think yeah. most often people are so taken aback and often, usually this is in the early stages of post-diagnosis. So you yourself are still grieving. You're trying to figure out what does this mean? What, what is type one? What is type two? Yeah. You're trying to figure this out. So oftentimes people are deer in headlights and they, they freeze. It's like, I can't believe you just said that. And I don't know how to respond quite yet. Yeah. And so maybe the best response is to just, what you just did nod with your eyes wide open. I mean, um, yeah, like I was because imagining. Is it worth strang- your time? Yes, yeah, I was like, I could, I, I could have strangled somebody for saying that to me. Like, because that's the like you can, you can mean whatever you mean. From my perspective, I'm a competent person. Therefore, your God gave my kid diabetes. Like, I was like, all right. I mean, that doesn't make like. Can you not step out of a thought and break that down for a second and go, well, that's not at all comforting to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, but I understand the idea. The idea is, well, if it was going to happen to somebody 
at least X, Y, Z, which by the way, I, that may have been okay. Like I probably would have, I don't know in the very mm. beginning, I don't know how well I mm-hmm. would have received it. But if you said that to me now, like just recently someone online and I've, I've referenced this once already, so I don't want to go too deeply into it, but uh, they were just kind of like posing. It was like a thought exercise. Um, if, if we put Scott in a situation where he could like accept or decline Arden's diabetes, but he knew, uh-huh. but you know, but he knew that like all these people were being helped by the podcast. What would he okay. do? I was like, well, unequivocally, I would say no, thank you to the diabetes if you gave me the uh-huh. option. Um, uh-huh. But I was able to have that conversation. But if I wasn't me, like, can you imagine saying that to someone else? Like, it's just, it's a weird thing to say. I don't know. I don't get it. So I, I think, yes, people are often, they're trying to be empathetic. They're trying to maybe in that moment, give you that compliment, but oftentimes they're unskilled in how to express empathy that's appropriate. And, and it's hard to give people the benefit of the doubt when you're in the space of still grieving and trying to get your feet on the ground. Yeah. Um, oftentimes a lot of my clients will say, when they're trying to give the other person the benefit of the doubt of like, how much did I know about type one or that there were two different types mm-hmm. before my diagnosis, really nothing. Maybe usually, you know, most people do not know anything about the yeah. difference or that there is a difference, but then there's still that feeling of, but this isn't helpful. This, this empathy or this compliment that you're trying to give me is not helpful. Yeah. So then going back to you, yeah, how do I want to respond? Um, but checking in with that emotion, is it your own narrative that there that it is your fault? Are you feeling guilty about that? Um, is it touching on something that you were kind of wrestling with internally? You might. Right. That might be. And so, yeah, sorry, I'll pause. No, not at all. I, I, I just I wish there was a way to say to the people who are eventually going to be in that situation where they're going to be struck and for whatever reason, say a thing to tell them, like, at the very least, if you can't. If you can't just get better at talking, then um, ask questions instead of making leading statements. Like that's very, that would be a very helpful way around it because then at least the person hearing you would say, oh, they don't know. So if you're missing, and by the way, why would you know? How many diseases are there in the world and conditions? I don't know anything about any of them. I know a lot about this and very little about anything else. And I don't know why I expect my neighbor that I bump into at the grocery store to understand diabetes. I just, it sounds mm-hmm. like it would have sounded to you a week before it happened to you, you know? So it's confusing. I think they're, I think they're scared. They don't want it to happen to their kid or themselves. And the unknown is frightening to people. And I think mm-hmm. that, I think that blaming the other person makes it feel that's my, that is my real take. It makes it feel less likely it's going to happen to you. If you can say it's the comparison thing. Like, come on, everyone does it. You walk, they walk around constantly. And like, if you, if you're uncomfortable about your weight, you find a person who you're like, oh, well, I'm better off than they are. Or you're, you know, the amount of money you have, like, oh, I might not have any money, but that guy, the fender's falling off of his car. Fenders are on my car. I'm doing okay. Like, I just think that's, I think people's brains rank things, um, to protect themselves. But anyway, so, yes. so, um, if I want to get, if I'm really angry and I want to get mm-hmm. out of it, I I don't know. Like to me, to me, I just, I just go with like smile and wave like, yeah, thanks. And just get the hell out of there because I mean, what are you going to do? You can't, you also can't put yourself in the position of educating the entire world because they're not, right. not going to remember. They're not going to understand. They don't really care. 
you know, so. So anyway. you're, you've received the comment, you're feeling the rage, anger. What, what is the most effective way to respond? I think what you could have one statement to say, you know what, actually, I used to think that way too, if you did, you know, oh, I, I, I totally thought that way too, but actually it's, it's really different from that assumption. I, um, and I'd love for you to go check out and you could list any website, you know, yeah. Google, Wikipedia, you know, ha- have, an um, answer in your po- have an answer in your pocket already. Have an answer in your pocket. Yeah. Um, I know I've, some people like the, um, the etiquette cards from the Behavioral Diabetes Institute. You can print off a PDF of those and they actually carry them in their bags. And we'll say, you know what? That's, I used to think that way. It's totally actually incorrect as it turns out. And here, check this out. Mm-hmm. And so have, I think particularly when you're in that really raw grief stage, to have a statement memorized to say back is really helpful so that you're not having to make that decision in the moment of like, I want to burst out in tears. I want to punch this person. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. You know what? That's actually really incorrect. Here you go. Go check out this website. It's a great idea. And it stops you from looking crazy, which, <laughs> you know, the worst thing is after this, after this uh, interaction where you, you didn't start it, someone else starts it with you. And then when you walk away, that person's walking away thinking, oh, you poor thing. And you're back there like, you know pulling your hair out because they didn't understand. And then you tried to, it happens in the beginning. When you start to explain diabetes to somebody in the beginning, I only know this from a parenting side, you sound out of your mind. Like you really do to other people. Like if I get too low, this might happen. If I get too high, this might happen. There's long-term complications and there's needles and insulin. And like, you just, you start rattling stuff off and you sound unhinged. I've sounded unhinged in the past. Like when Arden was first diagnosed. Yes, yeah. yes, but you're because you do feel this um, kind of gut need to want to educate everybody mm-hmm. because you're, you've learned so much and you realize, wow, I did not realize that there was this difference. And yeah. I, I'm we're staying on that topic, but so you want to then share the information and let other people know, but then that's exhausting and you, it's not as you said, it's not your responsibility to have to do that. Yeah. Um, but then allow yourself whatever that feeling is coming up in the moment. To allow yourself to feel that it might not be appropriate right then. Take take this one step further, then we'll we'll say goodbye. What happens when you get misinformation from a physician? What do you do then? Like, how do you like? I mean, because mm-hmm. it's now it's not a one on one. It's not you know a person you work with or a person you know, but it's somebody who extensively has like a position of power over you. They're saying something incorrect or doing that thing where people come in. This happens a lot. People, uh, they struggle, they figure something out, they get it together, super proud. They head to their doctor's office. Look what I did. I got my A1C to drop a half a point. I'm super like stable and everything. And the doctor just immediately says to them, well, you must be low too much. And they're like, uh-huh. no, I and they won't even, some people won't even hear of it. They'll, they'll try to tell you to like, I, I've heard of people's having their pumps taken from them after finally achieving success. And the doctor's trying to turn their insulin down to make their blood sugars higher. Hmm. So wow. I don't know. How do you do like, that's you- painful? <laughs> I think yeah. well, you, as we have all learned, we become really good at advocating for ourselves and our needs. Um, and in the beginning, that's a new for some, you know, it's a new skill set, right? To yeah. know what you need and be able to advocate for it. And you can do it in a respectful way of, you know, all due respect, Dr. So and so, but this is my body, this is my child's body. And we found great success with this. Um, 
thank you very much for your time and your and your suggestion. Right. I've seen a lot of people uh, send me notes that are like, oh, the doctor took the pump, made changes. We walked out of the room. I didn't even get out of the lobby, put everything back. And yes. And we yeah. kept going. So yes, it's a weird, that. weird mm-hmm. position that you don't expect to be in, but it very well could happen. So, well, thank you. And thank you. if and you have more, I, I want to hear, but I'm out one of more, One more comment of just encouragement. I think it does the comments about not only why did you get diagnosed, but how you should operate as a person with diabetes. Those comments do continue right throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And they do either your skin gets thicker or you have all of your statements already memorized in your back pocket. And then you, and it's easier to just choose to say, Oh, actually that's totally false, but it's okay. We can, we're still good, you know? Um, And it doesn't hit you as hard, you know, over time that does, that does happen. Um, So I just wanted to give that piece of encouragement, but in the beginning it can feel like you're just getting barraged with those painful comments. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. We're going to thank Jenny. We're going to thank Erica. We're going to say that Jenny works at integrateddiabetes.com. You can hire if you want to. You can thank Erica and you can thank and you can hire Erica. If you live in a couple of states, you can do uh, the virtual with her. EricaForsythe.com. Go hit her link up and uh, see if it fits for you. If it doesn't, betterhelp.com forward slash juicebox. Save 10% on your first month of therapy with my link. And of course, Omnipod sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Go get the Omnipod 5. And Dexcom's here too. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The new G7 or that G6 right at your fingertips at my link. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. If you can think of more diabetes misnomers and you want to share them, share them with me on my Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. It's a private group with over 40,000 members. You can be part of it. Find it, log on, make a post, and say, hey, Scott, yeah, I forgot about this one. Maybe one day your example will be on the podcast.